Hey, hey, mamas. It's your girl Marissa here with the official Midwest Mama podcast, a production of the only all-woman curated local publication, Midwest Mama magazine. When you tune into our all-new podcast, you can expect to hear from inspiring local women who are leading businesses, running and starting businesses, mothers and non-mothers alike. And we are here to share stories that will inspire, encourage, and empower each of us to realize our own potential. We invite you to come along with us as we hear and learn from women who are tackling big goals and big dreams, facing both familiar and unfamiliar challenges. We're going to be dropping new episodes on you at least monthly, and you can always find them for free wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can always visit us at MidwestOHMama.com. Alrighty, guys, who's ready to do a live podcast? Sounds really cool. I know. I think it sounds like way more intimidating than it actually is. We are going to welcome up our guests for the official Midwest Mama podcast. Um, so if you would like to join me, Katie Krutoff of Yeah Baby Goods and Emily Kendall of Industrious Marketing. Let's give these ladies a round of applause. I think it's pretty intimidating <laughs> to sit down in front of a crowd of folks and um, talk about yourself, right? <laughs> um, but these two, yes? Yes. These women have poured their hearts and their souls into their businesses while also uh, managing the incredibly <laughs> joyful but hard task of motherhood all at the same time. And the official Midwest Mama podcast, we created it because, not just because we need another podcast, we know there are a dime a dozen, um, but I also think there's a lot of crap out there on podcasts. And the whole point of Midwest Mama is for us to, as Andrea said, create community to help make just our challenges in life feel um, a little bit lighter. Um, I was just telling a friend the other day, we have a good friend in our group whose daughter is struggling with seizures. And then just out of the blue, uh, last week, another friend of ours that's in our, our women's group, her daughter's too, and she started having seizures. And how crazy is it? Like, it's horrible, but they have this now, like, link together, and they can depend on one another, and they can lean into one another with this crazy, awful challenge that they're dealing with um, because they're walking in each other's shoes. And we all need that sometimes. And so the Midwest Mama podcast is, yes, it's about um, highlighting and promoting the amazing women and the businesses that are advertising and partnering with us for Midwest Mama, um, but it's also for us to be able to share um, inspiring stories, and education. We want to learn from you guys. You guys have walked um, this path of entrepreneurship for a while. I'm sure you've had ups and downs. And so today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of dig into their stories and learn about their businesses and hopefully get some advice that we can take back and uh, glean for our own experiences. Sound good? Cool, cool. All right. Welcome, Emily. Hi. This is Hi, Emily. everyone. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm so glad to be a part of this, and I love what you all are building with Midwest Mama. You need to tell me about yeah, myself? Yep, I'm Katie Krutoff, and together with my husband, we run Yeah Baby Goods, which is a company that sells high chair accessories for the IKEA high chair. Sweet, sweet. So 
Emily, tell us about industrious marketing. Tell us about your business, how long you've been in business, what led you, what bit you, like what did you say, like I gotta, I wanna do this on my own. <laughs> I wanna be an entrepreneur. Tell us about your journey. Okay, so I started industrious marketing in June of 2020. And honestly, it was because I got laid off from my corporate job during a pandemic and no one was hiring. So it was really the kick in the skirt to start my own thing and go out and do it and be brave on my own. And I had tremendous support from my husband, my family and my friends and my network of business contacts that I'd built up over my 18 plus year career in corporate America. So I ran marketing communications and sales in corporate America for 18 plus years. The last 10 I spent working in a real estate firm leading marketing strategies to help them raise equity capital. And so when I started Industrious Marketing, one of my first clients was a female fund manager based here in Cincinnati. And since then, I've really found a nice niche helping female fund managers and women starting companies raise capital. And I've helped them raise millions of dollars in the last two years during a global pandemic. Wow. Yeah. So it's been really rewarding and I wouldn't look back. So we focus on helping raise capital, but then also uh, fractional marketing services. So smaller businesses that are growing, but don't have the resources to hire a full-on marketing team. That's where I can come in and help. That's awesome. Um, so very different variety in businesses here. So industrious marketing, you are like behind the scenes fueling other businesses and their success um, and helping them strategize around, you know, how to make meaningful investments in that space when we all know, right, spending money on a marketing budget when, you know, you keep the lights on, right? It's a really hard choice sometimes that um, especially new business owners make. So it's, it's really interesting that you've, you've chosen to help people work through that, right? Well, Katie, tell us about Yeah Baby Goods. Yeah, so... My husband and I, when we graduated from college, we both jumped right into the corporate world. I was in marketing research and he was an accountant. And we had plans to just climb that ladder and stay in the corporate world and wear cute little suits from Express. And <laughs> I just thought, man, that is life for me. And it was about a year before our first was born that we were part of this Bible study that really got us thinking about now that we're starting to switch into family mode, what do we want that to look like? And especially for my husband, who is a public accountant, his hours were just awful. And we knew that for the first four months of the year, he would just be hands off. And so we started to think about entrepreneurship for that reason and starting our own business so that we could work together, we could work from home, we could spend more time with our family and both kind of equally share the walk as far as being business owners, but also equally sharing parenting, which a lot of my friends who are stay-at-home moms, their dads, the dad in the family was more like a helper who would come in and the mom would give instructions. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, for dads who work out of the home, like that's just kind of it. They don't know the day in and day out of what, like raising a kid, what kind of cereal they like and which pajamas they prefer. And we just started having this vision for family togetherness where we could really both do that together and and that's kind of what we're living out now so yeah baby goods was not the first business we started when um my husband quit his corporate job he started a fitness equipment company and we did that for several years and meanwhile we had two kids and they were both using the ikea high chair and 
for background, if you don't have the IKEA high chair, it's a super cheap, super basic, really minimalistic, easy to clean high chair that's really popular. And uh, the more, when we started this business, I realized how many people had it. And it was something where I was like, I love this high chair, but there's a few things that could be better about it. And so I honestly started this Etsy shop compared to my husband's, which needed all this tooling to get started. It was like, this is so low commitment. And for a while I was just pitching the idea, like we make cushion covers for a cushion and different fabrics so they match your home decor. And I would tell all my friends who sew, I was like, you need to, you need to start sewing these cushion covers in cute patterns. And I couldn't get any biters and I was like, well, I don't know how to sew, but I know other people who do. So I can hire some people to sew. And so that was kind of where it started as an Etsy shop in 2016. And it was, very slow going, but like just kind of a fun side project. It's a really fun business to run, mostly because I get the opportunity to connect with a lot of young parents. Um, like you said, the community part is so important and feeling like I had an opportunity to touch base with people who a lot of them are first time moms and now I'm a mom of four. So I'm like the older mom in the group, which I hate to say, but it's like an amazing opportunity every day to get to be like, connecting with those people and sharing encouragement with those people. So it started really small and then just kind of snowballed a little bit and word got out mostly through amazing moms who would share about us with their friends and social media and without doing any paid advertising, it really just took off um, around, the, around the four year point. And so we started out working from our basement and now we have um, a warehouse that we work out of and a couple employees and still trying to keep like the mission of like connecting with other moms and family togetherness which is why we started with this and just like so thankful for the gift that Brent and I get to do this together. It's like, how many times do we hear that story of how, um, you know, the businesses that start in the basement mm -hmm. um, and the years and the time and the, the blood, sweat and tears, literally, that it takes sometimes to get um, a business off the ground or just a slow, a slow burn, right? Something that you're like, hey, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep working on this. I'm not going to give up on it, mm -hmm. but maintaining other income generating things in your life. So, Emily, why don't you dig into that for us? How do you think through, because you're also a mom of three, um, how do you go about blending being a business owner, a mother, um, a wife, a friend, um, how do you go about blending, um, and, I, and I, I specifically use that word because I'm always catching myself saying the word balance, and I think that it is a lie. <laughs> I don't think that there really is any such thing as true 50-50 balance. Um, but there is a blend, and there is a, a healthy blend that we can achieve in our lives when we're thinking about um, the different responsibilities that we juggle as women, whether we're mothers or not, right? So talk us through um, what some of your practices are, how you're able to blend, and you know, I think some of it's always a work in progress, but tell us how you manage that, Emily. Well, I like that you call it a blend because you're right, it's not a balance. I really feel like I'm gonna lose my balance after having three kids, my body is so out of whack. So mm -hmm. <laughs> lucky I can stand up straight, I guess. Um, you know, I think one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is your time is your own. So you get to choose how you invest it and where you spend it. And that includes also picking the clients you want to work with. Mm -hmm. So I'm very fortunate that most of my clients have been women that are also mothers. Mm -hmm. 
So my son, Luke, has Down syndrome, and he also has a colorectal condition. We were in the hospital five times last year. So you talk about a blend. Um, that's a priority, right? But I have these amazing clients that I can work with that understand what I'm going through, and they know that I'm going to be getting their work done for them. It's not probably going to be during the day. It's going to be at night when he's asleep and I'm down in the hospital cafeteria. Um, but having that understanding and having that flexibility and freedom to be able to determine how I spend my time. I also think that's something the pandemic has brought into very sharp focus. Um, you know, how we allocate, how we allocate the precious resource of our time. So I try and make sure that I always get in my exercise every day because that's something that's really important for me. That's a non-negotiable, even if it's 10 minute yoga with Adrian video. Um, I, like I, great, I did it for the day, right? And then I just give myself the grace to move on. Okay, so I didn't go out and run five miles, but I moved my body and that was a goal. Um, I also, had some great advice from a speaker that I heard a couple years ago. What are the two most important things that you have to get done this day? What are the two things? Don't let anything else get in the way of you doing those two things. Get them done, and then you can figure out what else you need to do. And that's been a really helpful mindset. There's a great uh, daily planner out there called the Day Designer. I don't know if everyone, anyone's heard of the Day Designer. It's a plug for the Day Designer. Look it up. It's, I love how it's organized, but at the top, they have three things. Like, what are the three things you need to do today? And then they have a little, like, what are you grateful for? And um, what's for dinner, which is helpful, because I'm always getting asked that question. <laughs> uh, even though my husband uh, has taken over the dinner responsibilities uh, because we have a new baby. So it's finding that, finding that time. And then I think communication is also really critical um, to being able to figure out that blend and, and the priorities. So communicating with your friends, your family, your partner, um, the people that are involved in helping you raise your kids, you know, their school, their doctors, um, that communication and having good, solid, open lines of communication really helps. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel that. I feel like I feel like it's very cliche when we say, oh, communication is so important, but man. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, whether you're communicating with your spouse, your friends, um, or even just communicating with grace to the lady in the drive-thru or your Starbucks barista. You know, communication is really important to the way that we are um, received, right? Um, the way that we are able to establish our brand, our personal brand, like, you want to set yourself up as somebody that is trustworthy, someone that is dependable, um, and somebody who's easy to talk to. And being a good listener is also a huge part of being a great communicator, right? So thanks for that advice. I like the, the two things, because I think we all wake up sometimes in the morning like, oh, there's like five million freaking things. Like, just, just like choose the things. and. The other thing that you said that I thought was really nice was, um, not nice, but like reminding ourselves to give ourselves grace. Um, I think we're always our own worst critics um, and um, are really hard on ourselves sometimes. And so even taking the time to stop and celebrate our own wins, like, yeah, I moved my body for 10 minutes, whoop, whoop. She, you guys, she just had a baby four months ago, what? What? Mm -mm. Yes, uh-huh. I like that. 
So I she looks, you look awesome. Your planner said, what are the three most important things? And you're like, I'm keeping it real. I'm doing two. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nobody has time for that third thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I can get to the third thing, great. Yeah. If not, like, I'm all right. This episode is brought to you by Josie James, a unique, stylish, and eco-friendly party goods brand. Everybody loves a great party, especially our kids. Take your next celebration up a notch with Josie James' specialty party decor themes like London, Groovy, Safari, or even Fairies. You'll also find simple florals and colors to truly match any theme you've dreamed up. Or do what I do, and take the guesswork out of planning altogether with one of Josie James' convenient party packs with everything you'll need to throw a bomb bash. Josie James is made by mamas whose goal is to help us create awesome memories for our families while taking it easy on ourselves and our planet. Be sure to visit josiejames.com before your next party and use code MidwestMama for a special 10% discount off your purchase. josiejames.com. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You got to keep it realistic. And if I could add to that question yeah, about sure. blending, I think something that did not occur to me early on was honestly that you can leverage your family as part of your business. And that seems crazy with young kids. But what I mean by that is when I first started and I was in a really tiny basement, I would do everything possible to hide the fact that I was a mom in a basement running this company. It seemed like who's going to want to buy from that? That seems so unpolished and so unprofessional. And it didn't occur to me until a while of doing this that it's like moms really like to support other moms like they really like to know like this is a person who's just like me she's in her basement and she's just trying to make this work while her toddler runs around and pulls everything off the shelf you know and it's like getting to see the realness of what it looks like to be a mom and be managing this social media is a huge part of where I spend my time right now and I try to include my kids in it and they're not doing very helpful tasks with yeah baby goods <laughs> but just getting to see that they're like part of my team and they're not they're not stopping me from what I want to do they're helping me like they're assets on my team and I think that that's an inspirational story for other moms too and something that they can celebrate your successes and your growth as as hopefully you do become more professional and polished if that ever happens, but they're right there beside you cheerleading because they were there at the beginning when you were just trying to keep yourself afloat, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that also sets an amazing example for your kids. Yes. Sydney and I were talking earlier about, you know, entrepreneurship as a path is not really talked about. Mm -hmm. And if m more women could get into entrepreneurship, think about the problems that women are uniquely equipped to solve. Mm -hmm. And if more women understood that that was available to them, so you're setting an example for your kids that they could yeah. follow in this path and have their own business. Yeah. And I think that's pretty awesome. Thanks. I think it is like cool that they can see a picture where like you don't have to choose between family and business. And like we're doing, we're doing both of those and we're doing it like passionately and that that's my hope for my kids is that they'd be able to find something they love but like not have it be something um that comes at the cost of having a really tight-knit family too i love i love all this is very rich conversation i'm like <laughs> i don't even want to ask my lame -o questions <laughs> all right i'm gonna reel it in though i am gonna ask uh, another i'm gonna change gears here a little bit talk to us about um how you've gone about growing your business and what tools you've used. It sounds like you're very active on social media. 
Um, and, and what about you, Emily, as far as industrious marketing goes? Talk to us about what it looks like to decide to invest in growing your business. Because yes, you can grow it organically, but there is, there, all businesses come to a point where, right, you, you might have to invest in growing them, whether that's through advertising or equipment or, you know, upgrading the fabrics that you're using for, for you know, whatever it is. So mm -hmm. talk to us about how you've been able to prioritize that and why you think it's important for your business. Well, I'm going to be really honest. I haven't. Uh, number one, because I've been so busy helping my clients grow their business. I don't even capital. need any new clients, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, I had, I just had a baby. So that you know, I knew that I was going to be at a point where I was going to have to not be, not take on mm -hmm. projects. So there was that. Um, and it's, my, my business coach has this saying, the cobbler's kid always has the worst shoes. <laughs> so, and it's true and I'm guilty of it. So I'm glad that you've asked me that question because I really need to focus on it more. And I think the way that I'm going to look at it is, um, you know, my my company is like one of my, my own clients. So I right, like treat my own company like a client. Yeah. I did, before I went on, on leave, because again, it all kind of blends, um, I did launch a new service that's designed for companies or fund managers that are raising money and they just want to gut check on their sales presentation or pitch deck. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be a really easy to use service for both of us. You send me your deck. You send me a recording of you delivering it. I will give you coaching and feedback, and we will help shine it up and get it ready for prime time. Uh, so that's something I figured I could do. You know, I could be reviewing, reviewing presentations and recordings while I'm feeding the baby or late at night, because that stuff can get done when I'm, you know, I don't have to be on to do that. You guys, I just had this vision of Emily, middle of the night, boob, baby <laughs> hanging out the boob. <laughs> you know. I, Oh, I, I know. I take Zoom calls. On the, I am feeding the baby on like every Zoom call that I have been on with clients. Like and like the ones that our moms are like, yeah, whatever. Like I don't like obviously I don't show my face because I have a, a client that's a security firm right now and they're. I mean, but like he's also really cool. He's like, I got two kids. Like I'm like. I, I mean, they, they're just so cool about it. And I think that's another thing the pandemic has really actually helped with is like this is real life. Like you were talking about like, you know, Katie, like, oh, this doesn't look polished and we got to hide this. Like, sorry, this is what it actually looks like. So back to your original question, Marissa. Um, I, that is my goal to prioritize. It's one of my two things. No, <laughs> to prioritize um, really focusing on getting this uh, pitch polish service more out there and investing in advertising for it and really expanding and networking to get that off the ground because that's an easy one that I can do. It's pretty flexible yeah. um, while the baby's still still little. And oh yeah, you know, like two two other kids. So like literally sometimes I like I have the breast friend breastfeeding pillow and like I'm like hobbling around the house like chasing after the other two. I was in the shower yesterday and I swear it was like a, a ghost limb. Like I felt like the nursing pillow was around me in the shower. And I just like, I was like closing my eyes, like rinsing out my shampoo. Oh was, like, my God. Do I have the pillow on right now? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if I did. I guess it would have gotten clean. So. Good, good. 
Well, Katie, your business is a, a little older than, than Emily's, um, and it's a hard good, right? It's a mm -hmm. thing you can buy. It's a little bit, um, I would say, a little easier to market, right? Because people can take an immediate action, you can buy this thing. So it's a different, it's a different business model. So how have you chosen to invest in your business growth, um, and why has that been important for you? Has that fueled the growth that you've seen over the past five, six years? Yeah, so like I mentioned, social media has been really how we got the word out. And so when we first started and had no marketing budget, the, the main thing I would do would be contacting people who seem to have a following on Instagram and offering to send them free product. And it would be like I would spend hours scrolling people's feed till I saw a picture of an Ikea high chair and then I would send them a message because like I know you have this high chair why wouldn't you want my free stuff for it and I will send it to you and maybe you can just post about us and I mean that's honestly still something six and a half years in that we leverage a lot is sending out products um, I'm not checking to make sure they have the Ikea high chair first I'm just sending a message like I don't what high chair you have. I don't have time to look through your feed and see which one it is. But if you have the IKEA high chair, we'd love to send you stuff. And so it helps when you are able to contact people with a little bit of a following, but even like micro influencers, like you can't undervaluate them. Like Yes. Why don't you uh, Why don't you demystify that? What is a micro influencer? And you're going to find a lot of ranges depending on who you're listening to. On that, I would say that most people would cons like consider a micro influencer maybe five to ten thousand. And <laughs> I, I know, I know. And That's often micro. in that range, people are happy to do it for free product. Whereas once you get a lot higher, they're requesting paid advertisement as well um, and it's fine to do some of those but in addition to like sending free product I'm just amazed how many people are just like I literally heard from my friend who has 100 followers and they're all friends and family and by putting yourself out there and just telling people like it means so much to me when you just tag us in a picture or you mention us in your stories you may think you don't have a following and nobody cares but people are way more likely to buy based on a referral from a friend or family member Absolutely. than like an influencer who has a million followers and you're like yeah but are they getting paid to do this and so it's like I, I don't mind constantly saying like it helps our family our business so much when you guys just take the time to tag us and tell your friends about us I have like the most supportive and loyal Instagram followers that you have to take the time, like when you're talking about investment, a huge one is time. And they like to support me because I take the time to connect with them and respond to comments and get personal in my direct messages. And they feel like they know me. And I, a lot of times I feel like I know them. Like I just literally got invited to a baby shower from somebody who's two hours away because I was DMing with her about her infertility struggles for the last year. And it's like, I do know you kind of, and maybe I will come to, no, I won't, but it, <laughs> it was a virtual one, so maybe I will stop by. But it's like those kind of connections, people will be in your corner, and that's invaluable to have customers, or even if they have never bought anything, but they know other people who have the IKEA hygiene, and like, oh, I know a company who sells stuff. Like, they have your back if you take the time to, like, be a real person to them. This is the way to do it. I mean, absolutely, 100%. Like, yeah, like, 
forget TikTok. Like, take the time. I mean, seriously, like, Katie's taking the time to really get to know and connect with her customers, and they feel that. It's authentic, and it's real, and you can't put a price on that. And yes, you know, that might be, quote-unquote, free. You haven't invested a ton of budget, but it is still your time. So that's your time that you could be doing something else. But look at how well that's paid off for you. It has. And it's so much more rewarding for me. I would say it took me a while to figure that out where I had a very stagnant social media where I was like, I'm just going with quantity over quality, getting out posts. The caption would say something about the product. But it was like sending something out and like crickets, you know? And it was like so discouraging for me where I'm like, why do I want to be doing this? This is not at all fulfilling. And once I realized that like, you don't have to like go far, you just have to go deeper with the people you have, then it was like, I'm like actually enjoying this so much more too. Like I'm not just sending stuff out and be like, this is a waste of my time, but I'm like getting fulfilled relationally through my work as well, which when you're as work from home, you don't have an office, your kids are your best friends. Like those relational interactions are actually really like, oh, I, I like my work hours where I'm like talking with other people and it, it's very fulfilling to switch that perspective. Well, thank you guys so much. You guys have shared a lot of golden nuggets for us. Um, we are coming towards the end of the time that we have, but we end each and every one of our podcasts um, by asking our, our guests to share Um, a quote, a saying, just a word of inspiration um, that has influenced or inspired us from our mother or a mother figure um, in your life. So I prompted you guys about that in advance, so hopefully you had a chance to think about it, but it's kind of my favorite part of the show because you never know what everybody's going to say. Um, So I'm excited to hear what what y'all came up with for us today. You'd like to go first. Okay, so this, I was thinking about this in the car. I should say minivan on the way here, which I love my minivan. Um, this is about my grandmother, and so I'm gonna probably tear up a little bit and my boobs are gonna leak, so all the <laughs> fluids. And don't make me laugh too hard because I'll pee, even though I <laughs> spent a lot of time tightening that. Allie, Allie you up. styled her well today, okay? If we're yeah. gonna have leaky boobs, black was a good choice. Her yeah. stylist is in the background. Yes, my stylist, Allie Robin, uh, Amazing, works wonders. <laughs> it is worth the investment 100%. Um, okay, side note, back, back to the topic. Uh, so my grandmother had eight kids, all two years apart. Um, so every day was putting on three meals for 10 people. The, the house that my mom grew up in was, everybody in the neighborhood was, anyone was always welcome. It did not matter. All comers, just, they knew that there was always a seat at the table because when you're serving a meal for 10, what's 11, 12, 13, 14? There's some economies of scale there at some point. And my grandmother was the most gracious, kind, and loving woman. And, but things just kind of rolled off her back. And she was just also like really cool. And just after a while, just did not give a shit because you just can't, right? Like, So this was always something that she would tell me. If you cannot change your situation, change your attitude towards it. And that is really hard to do, and she recognized that. So she would add on, and if that doesn't work, you have a drink and you forget about it. (laughs) Solid advice. (laughs) Awesome. I like that one, too. 
Um, what about you, Katie? What'd you come up with? As I mentioned, 2020, COVID actually was an incredible year for our business. It was like kind of just out of the blue, slow, slow, slow. And then it just, a couple things happened where all of a sudden it like jumped way up in a way we weren't prepared for. COVID babies. COVID babies, for sure. And online shopping, which people love to do during COVID. And so it was like all of a sudden this thing that it was like, just kind of like an easygoing part of our life a fun hobby for me was like intense and I felt like every moment I wasn't with my kids or even when I was with my kids I definitely had yeah baby goods on the brain and I'd be trying to answer direct messages or whatever it was where I felt so fragmented in my life and it was like this is so far from our vision like the reason we started yeah baby goods was to spend more time with our family and I feel the exact opposite of that and so I was talking with my mom one day and I was like, I don't know, should I start capping this? Like, should I only order enough inventory? And it's like, once it's out, it's out. Should I like stop marketing, stop, you know, like kind of just stunt the growth of it so that I can get some of that like family togetherness back in, back in view. And she said, I think, I think you need to be asking the question, like, why is God growing your business right now? Like, what's the reason for it? And so she sent me this verse, and I, and I wrote it down just because I'm going to totally botch it on the spot. But it's from Matthew, and it says, if I make you light bears, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. And it was like that to me like opened up like that's why I'm doing this. Yes, it's family togetherness. But like if God wants to grow my platform, I want to use it to like be an inspiration and encouragement, a light to others. And you guys know how hard it is being a mom. And there's a lot on Instagram and on social media that makes you feel like a really crappy mom. Mm -hmm. And I did not yeah, want to be that. Sure. And so I was like, if I, I can use my platform to sell high chair accessories, but I want to mix in like, truth and grace and encouragement because I feel like there's just not enough of that on social media and my mom who's so wise giving me that verse like it just totally shifted where it's like yes I do need to re like get the balance thing back the blend thing back and that looks like maybe hiring another employee or saying no to opportunities that could be more revenue but less family time and making those decisions wisely but when I'm given the chance to uh, be a light to other people realizing like I'm in this position I've been giving this opportunity and I don't want to waste it on just selling products yeah yeah I, I love that and make, I almost started singing you know like <laughs> behind my was behind my little bushel yes I'm gonna let it <laughs> exactly <shine." laughs> But I, I think that's so simple, though, and with young children, there are all kinds of little nursery rhymes and songs and the way that we encourage them that are so simple, and we don't give ourselves that same kind of simple encouragement. You mm -hmm. know, somewhere along the way, we, we lose that um, simplicity. It's like, you know, my daughter, her name is Everly, and she, like, sometimes she gets so um, upset and I'm like, am I doing that to you? Like, making you feel so upset because you made a mistake. She'd be like, oh, mommy, I made a mistake. And I'm like, it's okay. It's a mistake. We can fix it. We have accidents. We make mistakes. We make bad choices. Um, but every moment, not just every day, every moment, we can choose to change our attitude and how we're going to approach a situation. And we can approach it with positivity or with negativity. We can approach it with venom or with grace. 
and we teach our kids that, but somewhere along the way, like, we don't extend that to ourselves. So I really appreciate that. It's simple, right? But if we got shine, every single one of y'all in here got some shine, and it's special. It is special. Something about you was created uniquely for you. You better polish it up. You better go out there and get it, mama, okay? And that's what, that's what we're kind of here to do is to hear from other women who have maybe had incredible challenges, whether that's um, managing a very new business with a brand new baby and, and a special needs child. I mean, those things are, those can, things can be a lot to wear on your shoulders, but community and belief in ourselves is what helps us to power through those tough spots in our lives. So. Thank you guys both again for joining us on the podcast. Um, this is being recorded live, so we're not going to have any editing. I don't get to, I might, I might edit out shit. <laughs> I was or not, because I just said it you again. Can, you so. can do that. Um, but this will be dropping um, on August 30th. We're going to go ahead and release this in a couple of weeks on our station. And again, as Andrea mentioned, you can go find the official Midwest Mama podcast on Spotify, on Insta, not on Instagram. They don't do podcasts. You know, you guys, where, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, Andrea wants me to plug YouTube. We started a YouTube station last week, you guys. Go follow it. This is going to be on it. <laughs> Because you want to see this again, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but for real, we are still really new, Midwest Mama. You have no idea how much we appreciate each and every one of you uh, taking a chance. You, maybe you didn't hear, maybe you've never heard of us. I don't know where you live, but you drove all the way out here in the middle. I don't live nowhere near here. I'm like, where is this place? <laughs> but you chose to come and be with us, and we, we could not be more thankful. And we also have some gifts for our guests. Let's give them a round of applause, guys. Alrighty, friends, thanks for bearing with us through our very first live podcast recording at our summer mama mixer at the Marmalade Lily. We had an amazing time and we hope you had some great takeaways as well. I know that I did. Hey, look, do us a solid. If you like what you're hearing, go out and subscribe, download, follow, and share, most of all, the official Midwest Mama podcast so we can keep building this special community together. Okay. That's all for this episode, but I will be back very soon, and I'm really excited about my next interview. It is with the Cincinnati Ballet's Academy Director, and she's also a retired principal dancer, Sarah Hairston Berkeley. You guys, she is such a talented and elegant woman, and I cannot wait for you all to meet her. Okay, until we chat again, you know what I'm going to say. Go on out there and get it, mama.